cannot see it. You cannot hear it. But you know it is there, watching, waiting, until the time is right for you to face your fear and listen to the Deep Dive Podcast Horror Month 2022. Scary. Wow. Very, very scary. Well, hi, divers. Welcome back. Ooh, episode two. Yes. Loving it. Oh, man. How are we going to follow up the first one, you ask? I mean, I'm assuming you would ask. I mean, yeah. We, 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 d- we, we have we're to. going to. It's going to be great. We don't, we started, so we can't like stop now. So, okay. You know, so don't <laughs> expect much. Um, I'm Tom Feeney, writer for Wang's Job Movie Magazine, and joining me here in Studio D is my co-ghost, the magnificent Ooh. Mandalorian. Hello, Manda. Hello, co-ghost with the mo-host. No. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Sorry. No. Eh, okay. You really got to come to the meetings. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anyways, I'm excited. Episode 143. 143. Technically the second episode of Halloween Horror Month. Yes. And of season five. Yes. And that's All of exciting. Those All, All of, of those. That. Yes, And absolutely. as we discussed last episode, we're one percenters now. Yes, because, you know, <laughs> the vast majority of podcasts go under after, like, a couple of episodes. Right. And the rest pretty much go under after about 20. And we've produced way more than that. Way more than that. I mean, sure, it's quantity over quality, but, <laughs> hey, it still counts, doesn't it? Exactly. I think it counts. Yeah, Exactly. But here we are, second week of Halloween Horror Month, and we're just getting started, really. Yes, we are. This week, we check into some truly hellish hotels, the kind where they offer tomb service and a complimentary breakfast if you wake up. Ooh. You like that? That's, yeah. That was good. Yeah. That tomb took, service. Took me five hours to write that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so hotels. Now, hotels in and of themselves are generally not a scary place because, you know, you you want it to be safe. You want it to be clean, Mm, hopefully, you know, and so it is it is a place, though, that can be quite scary. Yes. Because, first of all, black lights. Yes. You never know (laughs) who has been there before you. Mm-hmm. And it's really best not to think about that too much because you don't know if, if people have done weird things in the room. <laughs> you don't know no. if someone has had any kind of plague or yeah. creepy yeah. oozing or kind murders of murders taking place. Yeah, things like that. So there is a, a, a bit of a sense of. Uh, dread that can overcome you if mm-hmm. you think about it too much. But uh, here in New England, where we record this program mm-hmm. that you love so much, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yes, you yes, do. Yes. Uh, there are a large number of supposedly haunted hotels, and we have compiled for your listening pleasure some of those haunted hotels. Ooh. Yes. Now, Manda. I'll go first, shall I? Please do. If When you think of Fall River, Massachusetts, what do you think of? Emerald Lagasse. Not quite, but also kind of like he probably, maybe. Anyways, Chop Chop Indeed, talking about mm. the Lizzie Borden house. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Now, many people may not know, but that's actually a boarding house. A boarding house. Yes. You wow. Can, you can rent uh, a room for the night. In fact, there's this whole, you know, stay in the room, be haunted, that kind of thing. But even before, so we're talking like even, I don't know, 50, 60 years ago, it was literally set up as a boarding house hmm. um, and a board, you know, B&B kind of thing. So you could go in and rent a room where supposedly Lizzie axed her mom and dad. B&B, like blood and butchery? Is Ooh. that how that works? Oh, good one. <laughs> Just be sure to ax about our special rates. Oh. Oh, Don't lose your head over them. Oh, oh. okay, there we go. <laughs> wow. This is degenerated quickly. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
I have visited. Have you visited? I have not. Oh, it's an ominous looking house with mm. this really dark green paint that just kind of, you look at it and you're like, yes, Victorian. Mm. And not much has changed on the inside. I mean, original wallpaper, it's creepy. Wow. Yeah, but may, well worth it. To, I may have to make a trip. It's a good like three hours away from here, but oh. it's good. It's worth it. Okay. Yeah. Not and it's not bad. too expensive. It's about 75 bucks for the night. Oh, it's interesting. Outside of the Halloween time. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> the prices just happen to increase around this time mm, of year. No idea yes, why, well. but yeah. <laughs> hmm, interesting. All right. All right. That's a good one. I like that one. So, um, my my one here is called the Red Lion Inn, oh. and this uh, this has been around since 1773. It's, Ooh, in, it's a revolutionary. Text. Yeah, it's a, it's in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. Stockbridge. Stockbridge. Uh, so this inn, so it's been like a real like haven for paranormal investigators. Of course, yeah. Um, specifically, the fourth floor. Uh, so people have seen uh, a ghostly young girl carrying flowers for some reason and a man in a top hat. Yeah. Uh, and guests have awoken to the feeling of someone standing over their bed. And then there's the cold spots, the unexplained knocking, and some electrical disturbances. Okay. So it's got the whole thing. Um, and apparently the most haunted room in the hotel is guest room 301 oh so if you go you know what to ask for 301 so that yes so that is the red lion inn you know there's a red lion inn in my husband's village in england oh where he grew up yeah right downtown oh yeah i wonder if it's uh, connected i I, I don't know i mean it's probably i mean their entire village is older than our 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 country (laughs) so very possibly it happens in europe (laughs) yeah so what about let's see ah i know so we're speaking of revolutionary times we're in new england i mean we're pretty synonymous with the american revolution the patriots mm-hmm. minutemen and all that kind of fun stuff well not only does lexington and concord have their own um special history but they also have this inn called the colonial inn oh yeah yes. i know that one i've First of all, we've tried to book place a place there to eat. It is always booked mm. out. Um, and it's very small, but it's unassuming. So when you're driving down the road, you just think, oh, it's a little shop. But in fact, it's huge. It's been around since the late 1700s, supposedly haunted by many ghosts. In particular, uh, again, with I think it's a little girl or an older woman, something of that nature. But uh, apparently their rooms, they've got dual rooms on the third and fourth floor that are haunted. Well, activity has been reported, shall we say? Hmm. Yeah, but and that's and that's uh, the Colonial Inn. I believe it's a Colonial Inn. Yes, and that's in Concord. Concord, I think. Yes, or is it Salem? I don't know. Um, I thought it was Concord because I've heard of the Colonial Inn. If it, it's the same one, I'm thinking of there. Um, so there was one room there, room four twenty four. That's which, sounding correct. Yes. Which was the uh, which was in the Revolutionary War was an operating room. Yes, it's on the top floor. Yes, that's the that's one. The one. That's, that's the one. That's the one. And it's definitely Ugh. in Concord, I believe. That's creepy. And it's in the main square. So we you know what's great about Concord is they've got these all these roundabouts mm. or, you know, rotaries, rotaries as we call them here in the states. But it, one of them is actually almost directly in front of it. And so when you pull up, it's like I said, it's an unassuming building. It's got these giant white letters that says Colonial Inn on it. And you really wouldn't think much of it. But mm. I'm telling you, it's bumping during the summer, right? It's great for, I mean, I, I've never gotten a reservation there, put it that way. But yeah, the fact that everything's still uh, around from like the 1700s just automatically makes it haunted. Yeah, of course. Cool. Yeah, yeah, everything, yeah. I mean, and right down the road, we have the Lexington and Concord Cemetery, mm-hmm. where like every, I mean... Who's buried there? There's all these famous authors that are buried there. Uh, the abbots, most of the abbots around there. Louisa May, call, uh, May Alcott is buried there. Henry Wads fellow, I think. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice to actually live in a place that has some culture and, con- you know, and history to it. <laughs> well, I mean, we are the oldest section in the country, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. So there you go. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's what inspired me to become a history major, and then I realized there's no money to be made. So I ended up in IT. Yeah, you know, yeah. that happens. Yeah, anyways. Still no money to be made, but hey. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I have one more. Oh, yes. Uh, and this one's actually, um, now it's called the Omni Parker House. 
in Boston. Familiar? Oh, yeah. It's in Boston, and it's been around since uh, the mid-1800s. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And it was opened by a man named Harvey Parker. Uh, and he was basically involved with, you know, the hotel up until his death in 1884. Mm-hmm. But apparently he still hasn't left. <laughs> he never checked out. Yeah, he never checked out because many guests report seeing him, like, asking about their stay, oh. which is weird. What a friendly guy, though. Yeah, but I mean, he's like, you know, he, he's still he's still being the, the hotel manager even in death. Make sure you rate five booze on Ghost Host. There you go. Very nice. <laughs> and uh, if you've ever um, heard, and because, of course, I would pick something that has a food connection. <laughs> um, so the Parker House has two uh, culinary inventions mm. to its, uh, to its uh, name. So there's the Parker House Roll, mm. which is this really like delicious baked dinner roll. Okay. And Boston Cream Pie was invented there. No way. Yep. Wow, and I hear Boston I thought that Boston pie. was named for the sweet pie that it was named after. No, no, no. no there's no. nothing terribly sweet about the Boston area. <laughs> you know, it well, fair. It is a delicacy. So if you're you know listening from other parts of the country or even another country, Boston cream pie is its own thing. It's not a pie. It's not a pie. But it's not a cake. But it's really, not a cake either. either. It's almost. It's kind of almost like a giant filled custard, custard donut. With oh. chocolate on the top. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's pretty much basically a giant donut. But sometimes it has a hard pastry crust and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. There's different versions Depends of it that have been it. laying around, but that's all right. Yeah. But yes, a, a rich, delicious history. <laughs> and I'm now, now I'm hungry all of a sudden, which is really uh, distracting, but time. that's okay. That's yeah. okay. So are we ready? We are ready. For our main course. Picks. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Our main corpse, you mean? Oh, we are on a roll. We a buttered roll. Oh, ouch! <laughs> wow, that's giving me a margarine headache. Oh, um, no, that was reach. <laughs> it was a tough. One. All right, so horrible, hellish, haunted hotels. hotels. What do you got for us? Well, it's interesting because my first pick is strangely tied to Massachusetts, but kind of not. In particular, have you ever heard of a Wendigo? Yes, yes. Isn't that like, isn't that some kind of RV? A win- no, that's, oh, a, no, that's a Winnebago. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's no. right. Oh, no. no what is a, a Wendigo? A Wendigo, also known as a Wendigo, and there's various other names. Oh, basically. wait, I know what it is. What? It's what they call the Wendy's drive through Oh, you mean you go through Wendy's drive-thru? They have them still? Yeah, a Wendigo. Oh, a Wendigo. Yeah. yeah. No. So the Wendigo starts, and it primarily uh, evolved from First Nations, uh, i.e. indigenous people's folklore, um, which, incidentally, today as we're recording it, is Indigenous People's Day. Yes. In our country. So I just want to say thank you. Not the other thing. Not the other thing. We don't talk about that. But interestingly, this creature typically is portrayed as a very large, very tall humanoid, mostly human body, but has antlers, giant antlers, lives in the forest, preys on people, never satisfied, always has to eat in order to stay alive, despite not being satisfied, and grows larger with the size of the meal they take. So always satisfied, can never stop eating. Same, same. Right? Metaphor for gluttony, that kind of thing. Um, But interestingly, it typically, in most folklores, retains human cognition. So understanding what it's doing just can't stop. Now, there are a bunch of representations. I mean, you can find them in any paranormal TV show. I mean, um, remember that TV show that premiered a few few years back, but... um, Basically, Sleepy Hollow. It, it was called Sleepy oh, Hollow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Tom Meissen in it. Right, right, right. Yeah, so one of the, the fellow characters became a, a Wendigo, and he could basically transform back and forth, and that was when it started to, like, you know, really go downfall. And then, you know, Nicole Barry died, and it was weird, and anyways. You should watch season one or two of that. Okay, so my first pick, now that you have that little bit of a folky lesson here, is 1981's Ghost Keeper. Ooh, I'm not familiar with this. Okay, so this one was so hard to track down. Mm. I need to tell you that right off the bat that it's not available to stream anywhere, and I'll get to the point to that at the end. But here's a brief, brief synopsis. Now, this is the 1980s, right? So we're in the midst of the slasher films. We're in the midst of, um, you know, 
summer blockbuster hits. Um, we have three main characters, Jenny, Marty, and Chrissy, who are like, hey, um, let's go spend our vacation snowmobiling somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. Oh, sure. You know, as one does. And, yes. And I'm going to assume that this is like peak snowball, snowmobile season. Like, mm. it's not really a big thing. I mean, I don't know if it's a big thing anymore. Oh. But anyways. Um, so... They go on this ski trip, and as is every every sort of movie with this trope, they happen to stop into a local convenience store and talk to the storekeeper, and he gives them like some ominous thing about a, you know, a hotel that's somewhere up in the mountains. And what happens? They get stranded, and they have to go to this hotel that they think initially is abandoned. Mm -hmm. They walk in, and it turns out maybe it's not abandoned because there's heat, right? And they're like, oh. wait a minute, why is the heat still on? So they each go to, a, they pick a respective room, as it were, um, until eventually they decide to go sort of exploring. They find this old, creepy old woman, like majorly creepy, mm -hmm. um, very dirty, very like unkempt, sort of crazy talking to herself. She's in the kitchen making meals. She maintains that she lives by herself except for her two sons. So... They go upstairs. Now, Marty and Jenny are kind of a couple things, so they got their own little thing going on. It, the story focuses more on Chrissy, who decides to leave her room and go find a bath because there's no plumbing. It's not like a... It's an yeah. older house, right? So she has to, she has to seek out um, a place to take a mm. bath. So takes a bath, and... Oh, do I want to say how it happens? But basically, she gets uh, unalived, huh. um, and... Um, one of the, the people unaliving her is one of the sons, right? So I think that's fairly obvious in the beginning, but he drags her down to the basement and does some weird things and then puts her in a freezer. And now it's all of a sudden, you know, the audience knows what happens, but Jenny and Marty don't know. And Jenny goes trying to, to find Chrissy and that at every avenue, something stops her and she gets distracted. So first she starts talking to the woman and then, you know, Marty goes outside to check on the snowmobiles, which, you know, don't work for some reason, even though it's obviously been tampered with. Um, and then basically it just follows the story of Marty and Jenny, who are still alive, two sons but you've only seen one of them so far, mm -hmm. and the mother. The mother keeps coming in and out into play. She's very weird. You catch her in random places, <sighs> a lot of times in the kitchen, which is bizarre. Um, but it, weird things happen, um, creepy things happen. It's not very gory, but it's like hidden around the, sh the corner kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, and eventually, Jenny makes her way outside. Now, you know that scene where in Beetlejuice, when Barbara goes outside and she's like, ah, this is not where I live and all the sandworms are there. Yeah. Well, Jenny goes out and she has this weird immediate feeling. The this, the color palette changes and the and it's like kind of weird. She finds Marty and he's like burbling and he's talking weird and he appears to be possessed. And so she's freaking out. And then, you know, the second brother comes into play. He's chasing her with a chainsaw and she runs upstairs and she is able to... Um, you know, get him to follow her. He tumbles over the balcony, gets impaled on a fence or whatever, and she thinks, okay, it's done. Well, you know, she comes back downstairs. Marty's doing his thing. She's kind of forgotten about him for a little while. And the old woman is there, and then they get into a tuffle. She kills the old woman. And then she goes downstairs and finds the Wendigo, which is the other <clears throat> son. Oh. And all of a sudden, the movie shifts, right? It's no longer about being trying to chase her something has happened to jenny where she's like accepting of it oh. and basically at the end you you hear the old woman's voice again and um the idea is that the wendigo survives because its caretaker is constantly there like it always has a caretaker in this case the woman who supposedly was the mother probably wasn't the mother but ended up getting caught at this hotel and then she became the caretaker and then it passed on to jenny who's now the caretaker of the wendigo and all this stuff hmm. it's creepy it's creepy okay but it's a good movie oh. it's um quick paced right so it's not like a long drawn out thing um but it's definitely worth watching because i didn't understand where the wendigo kind of came into play there's there's one scene where they're like they find some paperwork or something like that that mentions a native american folklore or whatnot and that is really the only clue throughout the movie but um oh yeah one last thing jenny finds marty outside and he appears to just be dead like she just 
accepts it fully. You never really see what happens to Marty. You never see at the end where he goes, anything like that. So, again, this whole build-up. I get the idea that there might have been a sequel. It just probably didn't do well right. enough. Hmm. All right, so... Interesting. It's good. So, I think it was okay. So, INDB did not <laughs> think so at all. They did uh, not agree with me. Uh, 5.0. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes has a zero rating. It's not rated at all, but okay. it does have a 20% audience score. Huh. So now here's the funny thing. It is not streaming anywhere. Now, I know it's kind of funky, funny because that's what we talk about, streaming, but you can buy it on eBay. <laughs> it was released to VHS and DVD eventually uh, for like 50 bucks. Oh, my. It is expensive, but as of this recording, you can watch it in full on YouTube. Ah, Okay. Excellent. I'm not saying anything, but if you happen to be browsing the YouTubes and want to happen to search this, don't confuse it with the band of the same name. But that is Ghostkeeper, 1981. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Creepy. Very good. Short. But even even more impressive is I've never heard of it. <laughs> oh, I like when that happens. It's only I happened like twice. Yeah, I've never heard of that movie. Now I got to go check it out. That's yes. very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Good pick. Thank I you. I like that. All right. And now it's my turn. Yes. My first pick is also from 1981. Oh. Yes. It's an Italian film made by an Italian director mm-hmm. and an Italian writer. Music by an Italian composer. Interesting. And it was made. In Italy? In Louisiana. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I built that up, didn't I? The, the, that so, sounds funny. It yeah. sounds familiar. Like La Alds or something? Mm-hmm. No, La Aldi? No, okay, anyways, continue. So the director I'm talking about here is Lucio Fulci. Oh. And he is a man with a career that spans a half century. All of it within Italy's film industry. Mm-hmm. So my pick is called The Beyond, or mm. for its American release, Seven Doors of Death. <laughs> Walk through this door and enter a nightmare of supernatural horror. Seven doors of death. Evil's fatal omen. Who else is here? Nobody here. I can feel a presence. Somebody else is in here. Seven doors of death. On a gloomy, rain-swept night, a ferocious battle is being fought between two girls and a vicious, deranged fiend on a murderous rampage. Paralyzed with fear and on the verge of hysteria, they try to escape its chillingly, merciless savagery. They know it's there, behind these doors, the seven doors of death. These doors conceal a hideous poltergeist waiting to unleash its sinister revenge. Now look, Emily, I've lived in New York all my life, and if there's one thing I've learned not to believe in, it's ghosts. Seven doors of death. Your blood will run cold as the icy fingers of death tighten their stranglehold. Time has run out. Death is erupting, violent, berserk, untamed. Can anyone survive? Enter if you dare and see seven doors of death. It will scare the hell out of you. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. Okay, now that sounds pretty exciting, doesn't it? That trailer gave the entire movie away. Actually, it has absolutely (laughs) nothing to do with the movie itself. Whoever made this trailer obviously did not see this movie because it almost has nothing to do with the plot of the movie, which is so bizarre. The only thing I can think of is because... This uh, It was released in Europe as The Beyond yeah. and then purchased by some distributor yeah. in America. They changed the title, right, to make it sound, like, I guess more scary. Uh, but whoever, like, whoever, like, released this film in the United States obviously never watched it because <laughs> they made this trailer and it has nothing to do with the movie. You know, saying, oh, ghosts and poltergeists and things like no, there's like that. It's, it's so funny because that trailer has every horror trailer trope in it. Right. 
seriously, you could play this for almost anything and it'd be like, oh, oh, it's terrifying and you will not believe you're, you know. Right. No, 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 no. So that's that's why I played pretty much the whole thing because. And it was a long one, too. It was a long one. And I'm like, oh, my God. And it says nothing. <laughs> it is all generic horror trailer stuff. So anyway, Seven Doors of Death or The Beyond. It's, it's considered one of Lucio Fulgi's best films. And. Mm. Uh, it really showcases his talent for bizarre and unsettling imagery. Now, the plot is almost unimportant here because it's so visual. But basically, it revolves around a young woman named Liza who inherits a small hotel in the New Orleans area. But this hotel has a past. Automatically haunted. There you go. And it also has a potentially earth-shattering secret. Because among the hotel's amenities is a literal doorway to hell oh, yeah. right in the cellar. Yeah. Now, of course, the new owner doesn't know anything about this. And she begins the process of renovating this old hotel. And, of course, weird things begin to happen. You know, I mean, yeah, weird. Nothing out of the ordinary, really. Like, you know, demons gouging people's eyes out. Mm. Faces melted by acid. Mm. That sort of thing. You know, insurance covers all that. So there's really nothing to worry about. But as bodies start piling up, this mysterious blind woman named Emily tells the new hotel owner, Liza, about the hotel's dark past. And one more thing. Never go into room 36. Now, Liza, being a sane and rational person, ignores this advice entirely. Yes. To yeah. her regret. Uh, more crazy stuff happens. So there's zombies, uh, devil dogs, not the, not the delicious pastry. Oh, I love devil dogs. Mm, so good. Uh, there's evil spirits, yada, 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 the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Basically, craziness happens. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, this evil book of black magic is found that explains <laughs> that the hotel itself is an actual gateway to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Now, by this time, of course, all hell has broken loose. Uh, No pun intended. Actually, yes. Uh, And you begin to wonder as you watch this if any of what's happening is really happening because it feels so dreamlike. Okay. Uh, And... And that's, I think that's intentional. So the direction, the music, and the overall atmosphere of the Beyond or Seven Doors of Death is is very disconcerting. It, mm. it's, it's designed to kind of keep you off balance as you're watching it. It's very bloody. Ooh. And even though it was made in the United States, it really does feel, not surprisingly, like other Italian mm-hmm. horror films, mm-hmm. uh, otherwise known as Giallo. Uh, so you've got the, the, the hallmarks of a giallo horror film, which is uh, very bright, oversaturated colors, mm-hmm. very highly stylized direction and camera shots. And, of course, really, really awesome music. All these like great Italian horror films have amazing music. Uh, as a matter of fact, the music that we play at the beginning and the end of during Halloween Horror Month is from The Beyond, uh, which is really awesome. It's great music. Now, The Beyond, or once again, Seven Doors of Death, uh, goes more into straight-up horror than most Giallo movies. But all the elements of that genre are are there. Uh, now, it's it, it makes for a very interesting contrast. It's, a, it's like watching an artsy foreign film, but in English and with a ton of blood. Mm. So there are English actors in this, uh, even though it's an Italian film. A lot of times when you're watching an Italian horror film, it's Italian actors and they're dubbed poorly right. in English. Now, um, the entire film you can tell is dubbed, mm-hmm. but they're American actors and they dub themselves, which is just weird. <laughs> Apparently, the entire film was shot without sound and they just all the sound was put in later. That's what That's it seems weird. like. Yeah. Um, so if you love horror movies, but you haven't sort of ventured beyond what you find in like mainstream u.s horror films give the beyond or seven doors of death a chance Uh, i think it's it's something that is very tonally different Mm. than like other horror films from different countries especially the u.s and while you're at it you can check out some of lucio fulci's other films there's some really good ones including city of the living dead and zombie 2 which (laughs) There's no zombie one. It was released <laughs> in this country to make people think it was a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. But 
Let's get to the scores. Mm. IMDb gives the beyond slash, get it, slash, <laughs> uh, Seven Doors of Death a pretty respectable 6.6 out of 10. Okay, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a fresh 67% on its tomato meter. Ooh. Now, you can check it out for free on the Tubi oh, yes. or Peacock streaming platforms. Oh, wow. Just make sure, uh, if you don't see it under the Beyond, look for Seven Doors of Death. Mm. Uh, so, because it is, it is on streaming services under both titles, oh, which is very strange. So, there's only one door, but there are seven doors in the title? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think there's seven hotel rooms or something. Oh, right, fair. But, um, yeah, it's just... You know, it smacks of oh, here's this Italian horror film. Let's just let's just throw it into theaters, like see if we can make a little cash out of it. So, but it's it's so much more than that. It's really good, mm-hmm. very visually interesting. Especially if you like eye gouging, this is going to be the movie for you. <laughs> like close up, didn't you see, see that it, coming. But I'm bummed. Yeah, so that is my first pick: The Beyond or Seven Doors of Death. <laughs> All right. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say, I love. Italian horror just because it is so stylized like that mm-hmm. and the color palette is usually amazing. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And unexpectedly so. Cuz you know you think oh especially with American horror films the the palette is always forcing you to be like this is grim and this is dark and this is you know spooky whereas you're walking into like if you walk into a normal uh film and you're like oh things bright and sunny and colorful you have no idea what's going on that's where 10 times the fear comes in. Yeah. You know? And it's very soap opera-y. The, yeah. The way the way it's shot too, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, check it out. I will. Okay. Um, my second pick. Now this one is oh man, this is a long movie and it's got some a lot of twists, so bear with me. Alright. This movie is from two thousand and three and it is called Identity. Identity. I Stars believe. John Cusack. Yes. Okay, now mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Now, I thought you were going to go with 1408 for uh, John Cusack. <laughs> you know, I thought about it and I'm like, eh, it's in my my honorable mentions, mm. but it wasn't a movie that I'm like super fanning of. Yeah. So anyways, um, this movie, you follow what you are led to believe two concurrent storylines. The first one being um, the trial of this man called Malcolm Rivers. He apparently committed heinous, heinous, much unaliving. Um and he's currently on trial for said murder, said unalivings. And um, his lawyer slash um, psychiatrist is arguing that he should be given the uh, in the insanity clause, right? That he mm-hmm. is insane. There's no why. There's no way any normal, rash human being would do this. Therefore, he must be put into a, a ward. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and then. The other storyline that we're following, believe it or not, follows a group of 10 people. Um, They're in Nevada. They get caught in, like, a seriously crazy torrential rainstorm, which I never really thought rain could be creepy, but in this case, it's very creepy. Mm. Um, You have, like, you have a family that consists of a mom, dad, and a kid. You've got... um, like like a stripper, you've got like an actress woman. There's a cop who just happens to be escorting um, a maniac slash like murderer in this police van thing. Hmm. Um, so basically, what happens? They all have to come together because they're stuck in this one area, and then there's a hotel, so they all gather in the hotel and whatever. Now, by process of elimination, and that's important. <laughs> one by one, these people keep dying. Oh. Now, um, the first person is the uh, woman called Carolina or Carolina um, and she's killed by a quote an unknown assailant so Mm. nobody knows how she died but when they discover her body for whatever reason in she is holding or is in possession of a hotel room key with the number 10 on it now you're led to believe that that makes no sense. You know, whatever. She just, she must have picked room number 10, mm. right? Whatever. And it makes sense that these people would have hotel key rooms on them. I sure. Mean, they, have, they have keys. They have to go to the room. So, oh, God. It, this part is so gross, too. So, I, I will just say she's unalived, and she's also un... She's removed of her head. And they find said uh, head inside of a dryer. 
Ooh. Yeah, with the key. It, it's it's so bizarre. Well, at least it didn't have any lint on it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Now, in the meantime, the, quote, uh, convicted murderer that the cop was transporting, he's escaped. So everyone's like, all right, he, he must have done it, right? It, you know, um, he's a bad guy, so we're all going to blame him. Let's hunt him down. Um, well, that's not actually what happened. The next person to go is... Um, just another random person. These people don't last very long in the cast, but they're part of the like the ten, right? Um, they he gets married. I mean, he gets unalived. They find his body, and guess what? He's got a number nine key on him. Uh oh. Dun dun dun. So now things are starting to pick up. They're like, oh wait a minute, I think the killer is killing us, and the countdown is by the keys. And you know, apparently you can figure that out with having only the two keys that were in consequence order. But sure. Whatever. whatever. Um. So then it cuts back to the trial of Malcolm Rivers, who's the man who's on trial for the execution of all those people. Um, his psychiatric, psychiatrist suggests that he has um, diaries that indicate he, su- he suffers from, like, like, extreme dissociative identity. So that's when, you know, you're kind of unaware of what's going on or what you're doing, and in some cases have the ability to do things without any... Mm cognizance going on um so i guess this guy would argue that he murdered them without realizing it whatever you bear with me um and that he has multiple personality syndrome totaling 11 now interestingly (laughs) there's malcolm and then there's like 10 other ones right there are also 10 hotel guests and malcolm so there's like the 11 thing going back on um and his psychiatrist says to the Supreme Court, um, hey, if I can prove that this guy has all these these multiple personalities, then then that's just cause to send him to a facility and not put him behind bars, or in this case, not execute him. Um, so they go through and they start reading the journals. And then we flip back over to the what's happening in Nevada. And again, one by one, these people end up dying. Now, some of them... It's obvious who killed them, right? Because they were killed by the person who's in the next scene or right. whatever, right? Some of them are just like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Um, it all comes down to, I think there's like three or four people left. And uh, one of them is like that stripper girl. And she's like having a freak out. She's mentally, like she's breaking down. And she's like, oh my God, it's my birthday and whatever. <laughs> Happens to be May 10th. And then, wait a minute, my birthday is also May 10th. And then, oh my goodness, all of our birthdays are May 10th. Oh my goodness. What's going on here? Wow, Okay. And then more things start kind of adding up. Like, wait a minute, we're all named after states. Like, one of them was called Robert Maine. One, I think the cop is called Ed Dakota. Like, it's bizarre, right? So anyways. Joe Pennsylvania, like, was that one? <laughs> yeah. So they start putting these together and like, wait a minute, what's going on? More bodies are piling up, more room keys, and then, uh-oh, we get to number one. Um, and then it cuts back to... Uh, Malcolm Rivers, and he's successfully proven that he has 11 personalities. Oh. And by this point, I think it's obvious to the to the viewer that we're in a weird uh, headspace. Yeah. And that these people who are dying are really just the personalities of Malcolm. Um, and, you know, one of the, you know, I mentioned there was a family, the mom and a dad and a, and a small child. Well, the small child is the last person to stay alive. Um, his name is Timmy. <laughs> Timmy is a young kid, but ends up unaliving number two. Uh, it cuts back to um, Malcolm Rivers. They've decided, hey, you are going to go to a psych ward. You know, he's in a van. He's he's on it being driven down there. Um, and then the van swerves, and I don't know. Either he escapes, or I'm not sure. Um, but basically, Timmy, Timmy's voice. Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> Uh, is the last thing that you hear, um, and basically, I would, I guess, you can assume then that Timmy is is the young child personality mm. of Malcolm, and basically, he killed all these these people and absorbed their like personalities, as it were, um, which is why the movie is called Identity, yeah, because um, you never really know who's who. You know, their their only difference really is their, their first names. And, like, there's so many similarities, and it's just creepy. John Cusack is really good in it. Um, I don't know for sure if, like, 
it, it I, I'm pretty sure it's it's rated higher than 1408, but let's see. Scores, IMDb gives it a huge 7.3 out of oh, 10. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's huge. pretty good. Metacritic gives it a 64. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 63% with a 75% audience score, mm. right? And what's great about it is that right now you can stream it on Netflix. Oh, wow. So it's part of their horror collection, uh, which gets changed out like pretty much mm-hmm. every week they add some takes them out so check it out excellent um you can of course rent it on amazon and voodoo for 2.99 but if you can watch it for free on netflix i say free quote yeah uh why not so that's my second pick identity starring john cusack very nice 2003 excellent i i actually have never seen it it was creepy i don't have to now because i know the spoilers yeah <laughs> but you know oh. yeah <laughs> Hey, you know what? Here's the rule. I, if the movie is like less than 10 years old, I try not to spoil it. No, no, that's cool. I get it. That's <laughs> funny, though. I'm like, okay. Um, but it's worth a watch, for okay. sure. There's definitely Excellent. things yeah, that we yeah, mentioned. Yeah. And also, like, some really uh, crazy ways in which people get unalived. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's worth a watch. Identity. The identity. Pretty good. All right. All right. So, now, for my second pick. I will say that this pick... Meets, and that is M-E-A-T-S, Ooh. my expectations for a great horror movie. Ooh. It's got blood, guts, chainsaws, cannibalism, and gardening. Cheapers creepers. No. <laughs> uh, it's the 1980 camp classic, Motel Hell. There's a friendly motel. We'd like a room for the night. Come on inside, I'll fix you up. Featuring a heated pool. And competitive sports. Where Ida and Farmer Vincent tend a garden. Their famous secret garden for very special guests. Drop in. You just might die laughing. Motel Hell rated R. Yes. It has a heated pool. It has a heated pool. <laughs> heated with what, though? Mm. Mm, is it at 98.6 by any chance? Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> yes. So there's an old saying that goes, it takes all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent's fritters. And, of course, no, that's not an old saying. It's just in the movie. Yeah. Uh, the farmer is Vincent Smith, an old man who lives on a farm, yes, along with his younger sister, Ida. Farmer Vincent is known far and wide for his delicious lip-smacking smoked meats. Oh, oh, oh. And he also owns a small motor lodge on his property called the Motel Hello. Oh, nice. Uh, Sounds friendly enough, doesn't it? And just the O was like blinking or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was in the whole trailer. It's like, oh, the O goes out. It's like, now it's Motel Hell. Uh, So it's a, the Motel though, it's a a real tourist trap. And by that I mean Farmer Vincent and Ida trap tourists, literally, and then proceed to, well, see, first... They are uh, buried up to their necks. Yeah. Their vocal cords are severed. <laughs> and they are, quote unquote, fattened up before being harvested. Hamburgerized? Yeah. So from there, they are processed. Oh. Uh, mixed with some pork products and a secret blend of spices before being <laughs> smoked to succulent Perfection. Oh my god. And that's pretty much all you really need to know about this movie, except one little thing. Motel Hell is kind of a comedy. Uh, A pitch black comedy, yes. But because of the truly absurd subject matter, it's a relief that it doesn't take itself too seriously because that would be very disturbing. a more straightforward take on it might have been way too nauseating for audiences to yeah. take. Uh, in fact, the original script was just that. It was too serious, uh, and it was rejected by pretty, pretty much every movie studio uh, until uh, United Artists decided to fund the project after already rejecting it once. Um, but they, they understood that it was going to be a very darkly humorous movie so they went ahead with it now it was supposed to be directed by toby hooper oh. of the texas chainsaw massacre and poltergeist, and poltergeist kind of. uh, but instead went to englishman kevin connor who was a good choice because he kind of lent a cheeky sense of absurd humor to the proceedings which is what you really needed for this movie um yeah it's super gross but if you go into it knowing that it's sort of um tongue-in-cheek? Ew. Ew. Yeah. 
Well, okay, that's maybe not the right way to put it. But uh, it, it's got some very interesting visuals, including the, the garden with human heads just sticking out of the ground. They can't scream. Um, but they're, you know, it's just, ugh. and then there's, uh, you know, some chainsawing going on, uh, where our, our, our character who's wielding the chainsaw is wearing a, uh, a actual pig head, like actually wearing a, a pig head, like in real life, like a real pig head, uh-huh. like he's wearing it. It's not like his real head, but he's wearing a pig head. Yeah. I can't say that enough. Pig head. Yeah. No more. Uh, so it's, um, it's certainly not your typical slasher horror movie, but if you, if you go into it with the right attitude, Uh it is a, it has the chops. It really does for the pork chops. Yes. For, uh, just a bloody good time at the movies. Oh, uh, so there you go. That's motel hell. Uh, it's just. It's so silly, and it's not like there's no jokes in it, but just the overall tone right. is just so ridiculous um, that if you like that kind of thing, you're going to love it. Um, so that's all I got to say about Motel Hell. So uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, it does get a, a 6 out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database, and, a, and actually a really good 67 uh, on the tomato meter, Rotten Tomatoes. So, And I think that's... Probably only because of the humor. <laughs> if it wasn't, like I said, if it wasn't funny, it would just be gross right. and, and ugh, off-putting, let's just say. Oof. If you decide to check into Motel Hell, <laughs> you can find it for free on both the Tubi and Pluto TV oh. streaming platforms as long as you are okay with the advertisements. Hey, why not? If it's free, why not? It's free. I can deal with a couple of ads here and there. So that's Motel Hell. Nice. Yeah, it's a it's Gross, a it's a good one. But, it's a good one. I, nice. I I find it funny. Um <clears throat> so do you have any Honorable mentions. This I do. Week. I think that we can't end this episode without talking about The Shining. Oh yes, right. Definitely. Uh, 1980s Jack Nicholson is creepy mm-hmm. AF, as the kids say. Oh yes, yes. Uh, and I previously mentioned 1408 with also with John Cusack and mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson. Yep, yep. Um, and then there was one other. Oh, Hostel. I think everyone needs to see that Ooh. once in a while. It's not. It's not a wonderful movie, I'd say, but it is creepy. It is torture porn. That's what that is. Yeah, it's like Saw before Saw. Yeah. I don't know if it came up before, but it it, it does it better than Saw. If you don't have a strong, strong stomach, maybe not. Yeah, but, that's true. Because it's, it's, it's dark. Tough. It's dark, and, and it is. Yeah, so it, I'm it's, surprised I got away with filming it. I, yeah. Ugh, but boy, you should, oh boy. but yeah. All right, so I've got a couple of my own. Um, so probably one of the hottest horror directors working today is Ty West. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he has just recently released Pearl, mm-hmm. which was a prequel to an amazing film he did called X. Uh, and so apparently Pearl was like shot in just a couple of weeks, which is amazing. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So he, uh, one of his first films was called, was a, a haunted hotel film called The Innkeepers. Oh, so that's really good. Very atmospheric. It's slow, but it's creepy and really, really well done. Mm-hmm. And probably another one, you may not think of this right away, but it totally fits uh, for the, uh, you know, creepy hotel movie, Psycho. Oh. The Bates Motel. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think. That's oh. right. Yes. Psycho. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic. Total wow, classic. I can't Love believe it. that went over my head. Oh, my goodness. She's in a bathroom in the hotel. Neat, neat, neat. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, this has been a very fun and illuminating or darkening episode. Perhaps both um, at the same time. At the same time. Indeed. So I just want to say, if you made it through, good on you. Yeah, absolutely. And we're excited that you're still here. Surprised, but excited. <laughs> Oh, man, so that almost wraps it up for Series 5, Episode 2 of Halloween Horror Month, number 143. That's right. Now, Hotel Horrors. we want to mention that 
If you go to our, our Instagram. Yes, we have a link tree. Deep Dive Podcast. On the link tree, you can find a link to our merch. Oh, yes. Store with our, our Halloween shirt, our Horror Month 2022 t-shirt featuring uh, the smash hit new character, Mr. Marrow. Mr. Marrow. Who, you know, uh, he, he's just like everywhere. I mean, he's like just, he's trending. He's trending <laughs> just below the Try Guys uh, on Twitter. <laughs> It's uh, a whole other point. That's a whole other thing. We're not talking about that uh, yeah. one. Uh, so yeah, so check that out. Go to our website, thedeepdivepodcast.com. Subscribe. Give us a review if you like what you hear. If you don't like what you hear, don't let us know. No, I don't want to know about it. <laughs> I really don't. But you could also write a five star review on Apple Podcasts. What helps us reach way more people. What? And everyone deserves a little bit of this, don't you think? Yes. It's that time of year. It is. You know, we do this not for ourselves, but no. for you. For you. The listener. The only listener. Anyway. No, no. Do you know that we have almost 3,000 followers on Podbean? We do. Isn't we that do. crazy? Which is, you know, a lot, comparatively speaking, when you look at yeah. a lot of other podcasts. <laughs> We're doing okay. We're so doing all right. Hello yeah. to all of our new downloaders. I love Podbean because you can download the episode and then you only have to do it once. And yeah. it just comes to your, your phone or whatever every week. We're there on Spotify go. too now. Yeah, we are pretty much anywhere yeah. that you can find podcasts. You can find us. iHeartRadio. Yeah, just yeah, wade through all the other crappy <laughs> podcasts with our name. That stole our name. Yeah. Uh, even the ones that are way older, but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We perfected it. We did. We did. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, come on. You're here, aren't you? So, yes. And, you know, if you have any suggestions. Yes. Please let us know. Mm -hmm. uh, ideas, uh, feedback, whatever, you know, whatever's on your mind that you think we could do better. Mm -hmm. Please let us know. We love hearing from you. We do. We, we do. We really do. Now, next week. Ooh. Week three. Week three. They say home is where the heart is, but not if it's a funeral home. Ooh. No, no, no. What could be creepier? Well, maybe if there's a spooky cemetery nearby. Always the case. So join us next week for our picks of awesome movies about graveyards and mortuaries. And maybe a few fun facts along the way. For example, what is the difference between a graveyard and a cemetery? Tune in to find out. We think you'll really dig it. Da -dum -bum -bum. They're dying to get in there. Oh. <laughs> thank you so much, everybody. Oh, thank you. For the Deep Dive Podcast, I'm Tom Feeney. And this, I'm the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. So don't forget, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your unreal estate agent. <laughs> and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. All clips used in the Deep Dive podcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. <laughs> the Deep Dive podcast is a production of Automaton Studios. It takes all kinds of critters to, to make, make Farmer, Farmer Vincent, Vincent Fritters. fritters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs>